0: Welcome to the Church of the Redeemers weekly podcast. We pray that you will enjoy this week's service, And we hope that you will follow us at www.cotrb.org. And may God continue to bless you. day the Lord has made, let us rejoice and be glad in it. For this is the year the Lord has made. Let us also rejoice and be glad in it. We thank God for worship and for God's word already this morning and we thank the Lord for that song, Minister Tamika. Some of us need to put that in our pocket for this year because when the days get dark and they do, we can be reminded by the spirit that we are alive for purpose We're alive, not by accident, but on purpose, and to be on purpose, to be about our Father's business. And we are alive this very day because there is more. So we pray that the Lord would even do the more that God always does through the worship and through the word. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for another day. Amen. Preach now, Jesus, by your power. Church, our reading on this morning comes from the gospel according to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. The gospel according to Luke chapter 2, and I'll begin reading at verse 41. And my reading will come from the New Revised Standard Version. The Bible says, now every year, his parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover, and when he was 12 years old, they went up as usual for the festival. When the festival was ended and they started to return, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Assuming that he was with the group of travelers, they went a day's journey, then They started to look for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, child, Why have you treated us like this? Look, your father and I have been searching for you in great anxiety. He said to them, why were you searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. His mother treasured all these things in her heart. Verse 52. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in years and in divine and human favor. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. A title, if we have one for this morning, is Didn't You Know? Didn't You Know? Friend, Sister Fanny Crosby is known as a woman who wrote some of the most familiar hymns for the Christian church. Among these are Pass Me Not, O Gentle Savior, which we sing. Another that's familiar to us is Blessed Assurance. Beautiful hymns. But I discovered that one of her many more that I had not heard before is called Tell Me the Story of Jesus. Tell Me the Story of Jesus, and in it, she makes a plea to hear for someone to tell her the stories of Jesus' life. Tell me the story of Jesus, write on my heart every word. Tell me the story most precious, sweetest that ever was heard. Her voice, her verses in this song ask to hear the stories of Jesus, and the verses fo- focus mostly on stories about his birth which we've just celebrated, his labor, his ministry, his suffering, and then his eventual crucifixion. But we know that in his years, the years of our Savior's life, there were so many more stories, some of which we will never know, and some, like the one on today that we just read, which were weaved into the word. There's something, believers, there's something about the life of Jesus that reminds us just how human he was. Throughout the month of December that we just left, the Advent season, we as Christians were preparing ourselves for the arrival of Mary's baby. Since the announcement by the angel family and friends and certainly Mary and her spouse, Joseph, waited to see the child. And as was common, I'm sure that baby caused some bodily discomfort in Mary and sleepless nights while he was still in her womb. A boy child was eventually born, Minister Tamika, and he was called Jesus. The circumstances of this boy's birth were less than ideal, yet they were common to the challenges among poor couples living in the hood. This baby was born into a community of love, even as this community was distressed by the ever presence of poverty and the weight of the religious authority and the laws of the state that made sure that the sons and daughters of Abraham, the Jewish people, remained in their place. And it was into this very real world that a young toddler would learn how to toddle. It was into this world that this little boy would eventually wean from his mother and learn how to walk in the shadow of his father. Yes, it's true. We remember singing the song just a few weeks ago. Isaiah exclaimed that this child would be called Emmanuel and prince of peace and the one to carry the government. He would be the salvation of the world. And at the same time, this child was Jesus, Jesus from a town called Nazareth, a little boy taught in the ways of the Jewish faith and traditions and the Holy Scripture. He was, Jesus, a son, a son raised to make his community and his parents proud. There's something, I tell you, there's something about the life of Jesus that reminds us that he was fully divine and fully human the hypostatic union preacher, always God and always human at the same time. And it's Luke's narrative, his story, that brings us to this moment after first letting us know just before in verse 40 that this little boy, this child grew up strong and he was filled with wisdom and the grace of God was on him. Verse 41 lets us know that every year... Every year, like clockwork, his parents, his family, they went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. And when he was 12, this story is marked. Jesus joined them like he would any other year. This was the Passover celebration, deacon, as God has prescribed his people every year to return and to remember for a holy celebration, a feast to remember God's faithfulness demonstrated. You remember the Passover, students, the time when God emancipated, freed his people from their, their masters, told them to wipe the blood, the sacrifice blood over the doorposts, and that the death angel would pass over. You remember Passover. And to this day, church, our siblings, our Jewish siblings celebrate the Passover. And so did Joseph and Mary and Jesus. Now, we know that in order for them to be protected in their family groups and for fellowship, they traveled in caravans with other families and friends on their way to celebrate in Jerusalem. The Bible says that this family, these parents, did the same thing every year. As usual, Luke said, according to their custom, according to their habit, they traveled. Now let's talk about 2020. We won't know, friends, for generations to come just how this year impacted us. But I do think that most of us would agree that 2020 challenged our understanding of what it means to do usual. Pretty soon after the pandemic unfolded in the spring, people started to refer to their lives as living a new normal. Families, Schools, leaders, governments, and yes, even the church of Jesus had to grapple with what it meant to preserve customs and our habits and our traditions. We had to, like the rest of the world, make decisions about how we would live safely, wisely, in a new way. How many families, how many churches began 2020 with the confidence of how that year was going to go. We had our familiar routines done year after year. We had our order, our orders of worship. We had our understandings about how we were going to move through our days until something happened that had never happened before. What does it mean church? What does it mean my sister for us to walk head on? and confidently into a customary activity, and soon realize it would be different. This is what this family faced in this story in Luke, as they went, as usual. As usual, the family gathered with others in Jerusalem, maybe some distant family that, friends that they hadn't seen since the last year as usual like a church anniversary or or an easter sunday service they came together expecting this to be as it had been before for the most part we know when to get to church before the pews fill up on good friday as usual we know that after praise and worship somebody's going to get up and do the invocation that's next order of service as usual We know that on Heritage Sunday Church, that Deacon Nix is gonna show up with his walking stick, as usual. We know where to stop for dinner on the way home. Not that place, we tried it, didn't work out so good, somewhere else. For this family, they brought their sacrifices, as was custom, and they worshiped in the presence of their community and of their God, and had happened years and years before. And as was the tradition, as was the custom, every year, as the days of the festival ended in Jerusalem, the families packed up their things and they journeyed back home as usual. Verse 43 says, when the festival ended and they started to return, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Now, in a home that has minor children, much of what we do as adults goes to knowing their whereabouts, amen? We are given charge to watch over, especially the young ones. And in a world as big and interconnected as ours is in 2021, And in a world as big as it was in the first century in Jerusalem, we are tasked with attending to the safe care of our children. I'm telling you that the life of Jesus helps us in our lifetime. As different as things are now from thousands of years ago, some things are the same. And while on the way home, Luke says, suddenly that feeling in the pit of your stomach. That feeling that you get when something or someone is not where you think they ought to be. What a frantic startle. I don't know about you, but what a frantic startle when a cell phone is misplaced, church, and the ringer is off and the battery is dead. My, my, my. What a frustration it is when the keys aren't on the hook or in the bowl or right where I left them and you have somewhere to be in 2020 church tell me what seemed to go missing what was it this past year that you couldn't locate you you couldn't get your eyes on you you couldn't quite put your hands on what what was it in 2020 that seemed unable to be found and what anxiety did that create let me ask you church what what couldn't you find in 2020 was it your joy what what seemed to be missing in 2020 was it your sleep how about your peace church when the sirens wailed and the helicopters flew overhead, dropping tear gas. What what was it that created anxiety in you because it wasn't right where it was supposed to be? And the things that you once held close felt out of place in 2020. Yes, they did. They felt a little bit more out of reach and, and out of sight. What and what, what and what, not just the things, but what a heart-stopping event when a person is unseen. A church member, a a friend who usually answers the phone, a a, a child who should be home by now, and and, and the call goes to voicemail. A a 12-year-old boy who was supposed to be with us and is nowhere to be found. The Bible says they did not know it. They did not know where he was. 44, assuming that he was with the group of travelers, the caravan that I talked about that they were with, they went on a day's journey. Then they started to look for him among their relatives and friends, and when they did not find him, the Bible says they returned to Jerusalem to search for him they assumed my sister that that Jesus was in his usual place come on preach they assumed that he was among the group where he normally year after year might be but they realized they realized soon that he was not and so now this search has escalated they have had to call in friends and they've had to call in family people walking with him neighbors had to aid in the search church where did you look for Jesus this year did you look for him and could not find him in the usual places in the customary places where you had encountered Jesus before I know Lord is preaching that and the, the doors of the church are closed where where did you frantically search for Jesus there's no touching and agreeing at least not in the way that we usually do it did you have anxiety did you also call in some folks this past year to help aid you in your search for Jesus Jesus, what did you do? Did you find out this year, Minister Lingham, who can pray because you had to find Jesus and you needed somebody to help you? They did not know it. They did not know where he was. This boy was born of Mary's body, she nursed him. All these years, he'd been protected by the community. They did not know it. They did not know where he was. Come on. A brown mother and a brown father of a brown 12-year-old boy, Aaron, living in a world that's preying on him. He's got to be in danger. Something must be wrong. Jesus is not where he's supposed to be. That's the reason for me to be anxious. That's the reason for me to worry. Come on. Brown caretakers, we are urgently aware of the lurking dangers, people waiting to draw in our children from the streets and away from the loving and watchful eyes of the church, of the community. They did not know it. They did not know where he was. Like Jesus' parents, they couldn't find him. What did you do? 2020, did you go back? Did you retrace your steps? Did you ask each other, where did you last see him? We, 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 we don't know if, if when they turned back around his parents, we don't, know, we don't know if anybody else from the caravan went back with them. But they left the safety of their community to go back and find him. Hallelujah. They left the safety of the community to go back and find him. That's going to preach to somebody. They left the safety of the community to go back and find him with whatever resources they had left over. And they headed back to Jerusalem. They did not know it. They did not know where he was. But he did. They didn't know it. They didn't know where he was but he did 46 says after three days after three days minister Tamika they found him in the temple sitting among the teachers listening to them and asking them questions three days three days three days there's something about Jesus being gone for three days we don't know that yet hallelujah they 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 had traveled one day out it took them one more day to get back to Jerusalem and then they spent an entire day going around Jerusalem, trying to locate him. I couldn't eat. Come on, somebody. I couldn't sleep. Daddy made me tea, and he prayed with me. But I was a wreck, wondering where he was. Yes, you were. Come to find out. They didn't teach us that in seminary. Come to find out. After three days, they found him in the temple, not bound, not held against his will, Sister Faye, not sick, but sitting and enjoying himself. Now, I don't know about you, but the people that I hang with, the people in my mother group, and our parent friends, we love our kids to pieces. We love our people. But if you put me through these changes, And I found out that you decided. You decided. You decided. You decided. Yeah, you got kids. You decided to go to a place. Oh, out of my reach. You made a decision. You decided. You didn't ask. You didn't talk to me or your father about your intentions or plans. But, Jesus, you decided. And then I found out. That you're okay somebody knows what I'm talking about I mean I mean I don't want you to have been hurt but but when I find you when I find you Jesus it it, it makes me it makes me really think about our relationship yes it does It, it makes me think at least how I thought I understood our relationship based on how you things usually went how 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 things used to be what has changed after all these years this 12 year old that Luke says is full of wisdom and that the grace of God is with him what about how i'm feeling at this very moment 3 days 3 months maybe three years, full of the unknown, separation anxiety, and despair. Don't you care, Jesus? You can do something about what's happening right now. Jesus, you can make another decision. And now you have the unmitigated goal to pull this I'm sorry, Christian, was that offensive to you? How about if I say Jesus had the audacity to run and do something that he had never done before? How about the nerve, does that still offend you? Yes, Mary was highly favored, but she was his mama, and Joseph was his daddy. No offense if this is too if this is too tight for you and, and you never want me to preach God's word again. I'm so sorry, but the Lord has says to me that somebody this year who loved Jesus to death use words like these. Use words like these this past year. Because the Lord Jesus, their savior and Lord, allowed something to happen. Allowed something to happen. Allowed somebody to go. Allow something to happen. Allow sickness to come. Allow something to happen. Allow the job to go. Was it in March? How about June? Come on, sanctified saint. Was it September? Was it yesterday? Because for some of us, sometime in this past year, it didn't feel like. Jesus was full of wisdom and gracious. It's all right. I'll be by myself sometime this past year. You, maybe me, question Jesus' Jesus' motives as it concerned your life and the life of those you hold close. Sometime in this past year, I gotta believe not just me. Somebody anguished like a mother whose child was missing. And maybe it was your child. Maybe it still is your child. Maybe it was your joy. Maybe it was your peace. And maybe the grief was closer some days, minister Tamika, than it needed to be. It felt like Jesus had run away. And now you find out that Jesus allowed it. I imagine that seeing this child safe When they got back and found him in the temple, I I imagine that they hugged him, Brother Kenny, and, and then they grabbed him by the collar. Sorry, Sister Kim. But I think that there was a combination where they hugged him and they shook him. And then they hugged him and they shook him. And I don't think in that moment that Mary was singing, Jesus, Jesus, oh, what a wonderful child. While the people at the temple, while the people at the church were amazed, that's wonderful, with the way that Jesus interacted and asked questions and answered them, my heart was aching. Mary said, It's right there, verse 48 Child, boy, insert your word here. Look at your father. We've been worried. It's always us talking, isn't it, for somebody else. Look at your father. We've been worried and in pain looking for you. This is scripture. Why have you treated us like this? Why did you do this to us? This is not what we do. This ain't how we get down in the house. You know the routine, Jesus. You know the usual way that we do this. We leave, you leave with us. You're close right behind us. You stay, Jesus, where we can see you. You've never done this before. He was in the temple, sitting with the teachers, learning and asking questions, but why? Why was he away from us? Church, we got to know that that we aren't the only ones to go through a season of preparation. And if you've been walking for a little while, you know that seasons of preparations, they come up what feels like out of nowhere. They, they come up on you, and, and you don't know where they came from, and you don't know what's involved, and you don't know how long it's going to be. These times in life often make us stand face-to-face with the unusual and the uncustomary when the Lord is trying to do a new thing. Our seasons of preparation catch us off guard, and Jesus' family was no different. His community was no different. The teachers in the temple and the world and their family and his parents and everybody who was watching was now a part of a process. Help us, Lord. Jesus was being prepared for the ministry of the Messiah, the God-man. Twelve-year-old Jesus was, was preparing himself was sitting among the elders, was being made ready for his holy assignment. Don't be anxious. Didn't you know that things had to change, Mary? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Mary, did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? That child that you delivered will soon deliver you. Mary, he didn't abandon you in 2020. He was becoming just what you needed him to be. He said to them, why were you searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? Some of them say about my father's business, but even further translated is, why are you asking about my whereabouts? Didn't you understand that it is necessary that I be in my father? Didn't you know? Didn't you know that I'm the one that the angel told you about? Didn't you know? Didn't you know that, you, that I would be king and that, that I'm the son of the most high God? Didn't you know? Didn't you know that I have a great work to do? And it began before I was born. Didn't you know? Didn't you know that I got the salvation of the world in my mind and, and the forgiveness of your sin on my heart? Didn't you know? Didn't you know that what I do And where I go and what I allow, all of it is necessary that I may be in my Father and that you may be in me. Will you trust me, church? These are the first words from Jesus' lips in Luke, and they challenge our understanding and our assumptions of where we think Jesus needs to be. Is it time? Is it time, church? Is it time, believer, to let Jesus grow up? Is it time? Is it time to be stretched beyond what you think is usual and customary, church? Is it? Is it time? Can't you see that the Lord is doing a new thing, Isaiah? Now it springs up away in the wilderness. Don't you want to come out? Oh, God, thank you. And streams in the wasteland, don't you, don't you see? Didn't you know that we will, if God is faithful and we allow him. We will see God in places that we've never seen him before and we need not be anxious. But at that time they didn't understand what he was saying. They didn't understand Jesus' words, Luke says, in that moment. And we don't judge them because we may not understand on this first Sunday in 2021, we may not yet understand this present moment. We may not yet understand 2020 until time to come, so don't be so hard on yourself. They were beginning a new season in Jesus like us. We are beginning a new year, and we don't know what will be revealed to us, but we can, like Jesus' mother, ponder all these things in our heart and have hope. On this first Sunday, church, Don't you know that you can rest assured? Now is the time if ever there was a time for you to know that you know that you know that you are never forsaken. Jesus is found in the church house. Yes, but he is always in the temple. Hallelujah. Jesus may be found in the Bible study, but he is always in the temple. Hallelujah. Jesus may not be in the places where you used to see him, but rest assured he is always in the temple, on the altar of your heart. Even when we don't see them, the things of God are never lost. Hallelujah. Even when we don't see them, the people of God are never lost. Hallelujah. Come what may, come COVID, come economic recession, come depression of the economy of your mind, the father's business will never be shuttered. The father's business will never shut down. We have a promise that he will always be with us. And if you belong to him and he belongs to you, then you can trust and believe that he's right where you need him to be. I'm gonna say that again. If you belong to him and he belongs to you, he is your great and mighty shepherd. Then any time that you need him, he is right where you need him to be. Be not dismayed. Whatever be tied, God will take care of you. And Luke ends this in the same way that he began, with the reassurance that Jesus continued to grow. Are you ready to continue to grow in this year? He continued to grow in wisdom. He continued to grow in stature. And he continued to grow with favor and God and man. Don't let 2020 stop your growth. If the Lord is growing, then you grow with him. He is always with you. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you. We thank you, oh God, because you know our hearts. Sometimes we don't see you like we used to. We may not hear you in the same way we used to, oh God. And we may not feel your touch like we used to, but thanks be to God, even though we didn't know where you were, you did. Hallelujah. And whenever we can't touch your hand or feel your hand, they say, oh God, we can trust your heart. You never left us, oh God. You are always in the temple preparing yourself to be our sacrifice hallelujah thank you oh god that you know your ways and and your ways oh god are above our ways your thoughts are above our thoughts and so this year not knowing what the rest of this month or week will bring not knowing what the rest of this year will bring oh god we stand confidently to know that we are with you and you are with us help us to hold on to that Help us to hold on. We love you in Jesus' name, Amen.
1: I am with you. I am with you. I am with you. Not leaving. I'm staying with you mm-hmm. No, I'm not leaving I'm staying with you I am with you I am with you Not leaving, I'm staying with you.
0: Somebody needs to hear that on this morning. Not leaving. You feel battered. You feel bruised and rightly so. The stormy sea that that we have that you have are just experienced and still are experiencing. Left some bruises, left some trauma, left some. Fatigue of your mind, of your body, in your spirit is, is grieving. Very real loss. And in all of it, there were some days when some of us got to a point where it was so dark that we felt like the only person in the world. And if that was you, this word and this, this worship comes to remind you that I am here. The Lord God promised, promised, promised never to leave you alone. And Jesus wants you to know that there's a reason for you to still be here. Hallelujah. There's a reason for you to continue living. Don't let the enemy tell you it's so dark that there's no reason to go on. Jesus is with you. Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. You can trust his promises are true. And the reason why we can trust God is because no word has failed that God has spoken. And the reason that you can trust him to live another day and not to leave here is because he loved, loved you and loves you so much that he sacrificed his life for you. That was a decision. Hallelujah. God decided that you were worth it. And so he came down through the generations and was born of this woman, Mary. All God and all man at the same time because that was the only way that their sacrifice could be so pure and so perfect that it would cover a multitude of sins. Your sins and my sins have been forgiven. And that doesn't just mean I forgive you. That means they've been paid for. Hallelujah. Jesus lived a hard life, y'all, and he did every day of it, every step of it so that we might have eternal life. And so if you have heard the word and witnessed the worship and you have not yet made a decision to give yourself to this faithful God, do it now. Just say to the Lord, Lord, I don't understand how all this works but I'm tired of being alone. I'm tired of feeling alone. I, I'm, I'm tired of trying to walk around and do this on my own. I need a shepherd, you do. I need a savior, you do. I need a deliverer, you do. He'll be your healer. He'll be your teacher, he'll be your comfort. The Holy Spirit will come and walk with you and correct you and teach you and live on the inside. And So, so we thank God for the invitation for salvation on today. For those who have gone astray, come on back home. The faithful one is standing there waiting with arms wide open. Are you, are you here? Are you listening on the phone line, on, on Facebook, uh, uh, at another day? Whenever it is, it's not too late. If you've been given the gift of another day, today is the day of salvation. Saints are praying for you because we've all had to come the same way. And it doesn't mean that life will be a, a better roses because Jesus said, in this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer because I've already overcome the world. You don't have to live this world alone. It's so much better with Him. Is there a witness? It's so much better with Him. Put your hands together and worship and let somebody know in the comments. It's so much better with Him. so much better and so the invitation has been extended from heaven if you need a church home put a note in the comments and someone will reach out to you so that we can caravan together amen we can travel in safety and in fellowship this walk and whether we're here worshiping in the sanctuary or we're worshiping in our homes please know that God is with you Jehovah is with you. The ever-present God is with you.
1: Nor will I forsake you. Told you I would never leave you. Nor will I forsake. It's a promise. I promise. I'll never. Not leaving, I'm staying with you. Oh, I'm not leaving, I'm staying with you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Not leaving, I'm staying with you. Oh, my child, I'm
0: not leaving. I'm staying with you. I'm trying to let this go and give the benediction, but the Lord wants somebody to know. I know they told you they would never leave you. Oh, God.
1: Jesus,
0: Hallelujah. I know they told you they would never leave you. But one by one, they fell away. They were unable. Oh, thank you, Lord. They were unable to care for you like you needed to be. They didn't have what you needed. And so he had to let them go so that you would turn to him and come to this day and hear the voice from heaven say, I'm not leaving. I'm staying here with you. And it's going to take you a while to trust it, to trust that voice because you've heard that before. But I know he will. He's faithful. I'm
1: not leaving. I'm staying with you. I told you I would never leave you, nor will I forsake you, so. So come, on, come on, worship. Come on, worship. Come on, worship.
0: Seal it. Seal it in your heart. Seal it in your heart. You're going to need this this year. You're going to need to know it this year. In the hospital room by yourself, on the sick bed by yourself, in your kitchen by yourself. You're going to need it. Receive it. Receive the sweet sound of Jesus singing to you. Hallelujah! You wanted somebody to serenade you. Here it is. Not leaving, I'm staying.
1: Forever is a long time, and that's how long I
0: love you. You're not alone. 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 Hallelujah! Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. You're not alone. You're not alone. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Release it. Release it. Release it. You're not alone. Oh, you're, that not alone. You you're not alone. You're not alone. You're not alone. Hallelujah. He's right there by your side. He's right there. Staying with you. Father God, we thank you for this worship. Hallelujah. And although we leave this place, we never leave your presence. Hallelujah. Because you never leave us. Thanks be to God, even when we desire to pull away from you oh God you are the ever-present help in the time of trouble so we thank you we thank you for this time together with our sisters and brothers in worship and in word oh God thank you for allowing us to praise you thank you for allowing broken vessels to be filled thank you oh God for preaching to us and encouraging us to run on and see what the end is going to be now, unto him who is faithful, now unto him who is able to present you from falling and present you faultless before his presence with exceeding great joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. And all God's kept people said, Amen. Not leaving,
1: I'm saying with you oh, my child I'm not leaving I'm staying gonna stay right here with you through heartache I'll play hard heart through disappointment I'll be right there my love surrounds you my love you, yes it will, not leaving, I'm saying, yeah.